I have one thing and one thing only to say. If Roger Goodell cared about player safety, like I think he does, prove it to me and suspend Aaron Donald for this week. Welcome back to another episode of the Water Boys podcast presented by Squawker. If you are still using Zoom to do your podcast, hang up, leave the meeting, and switch over to Squawker. Squawker gives you 4K video, quality audio, and the ability to chat with your co-host. If you want to start a podcast, go to squawker.co. That's squawker, S-Q-U-A-W-K-R. .co and sign up today. My name is Kyle. I'm joined as always by Gary and PJ, who I guess PJ's video is not working. He's just the voice in the sky today. I, so uh, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry. I'm here. <laughs> so PJ's here. here in spirit. Let's get right into an Eagles uh, Rams preview. I have one thing and one thing only to say. If Roger Goodell cared about player safety, like I think he does, prove it to me and suspend Aaron Donald for this week. <laughs> I don't think that – sorry, I wasn't prepared for that joke. Lane Johnson's back. It's going to be fun. Listen. He's uh, on the other side of the was, line. If there was uh, – they move them all over the place. It doesn't matter. Um, you have uh, – you still have Sayamalu who's halfway decent. You got Jason Kelsey who's a consummate pro. Aaron Donald's not going to line up into one tech the entire game. Aaron Donald is a all-four position defensive lineman where he's labeled a defensive tackle. He can rush from a nine. He can rush from a seven. He can rush from a three. He can rush from a one. He can rush from a shade. He's good wherever he is on the offensive line. That's why you have to account for him every time you walk up. Where is he? Do you have to help him? You know, if he's playing if he's playing an outside seven or at nine shade to the tackle, the strong side of the offense should go there every time just to chip him. It has to happen. You, you, you have to game plan for the guy. The guy's a game breaker. So he's going to be moving all over that line. And if they find a guy who's not having a get bad, get, uh, not good game, like let's say Isaac Sayamalu just can't figure it out, you're going to watch Donald line up on a three and a one on Sayamalu and just bull rush him the entire game and bully him like he did to the Cowboys offensive line. We're also all really hooked up on that one play where he bullied over three people. And also when he choke slammed uh, Zeke. I understand that after last week it's hard to be optimistic about anything, Eagles, but if – we know anything about Doug Peterson, one, he always co- outcoaches Sean McVay, and two, it always seems like he has a good game on, you know, after they get embarrassed. So I this this is a must-win game, though. If you don't win this game, you're staring one and five in the face. Doug Peterson has never started 0-2. I have a very strong feeling that I think John Barcher was right and we're in for a very uh, frustrating year. I don't know why. I just think we're due for one. This is a totally different team than last week. We have Lane Johnson, Miles Sanders, potentially Javon Hargraves, but we definitely have Derek Barnett back. It, let's 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 fix this right now because Kyle's already going Philly sports caller. It's Javon Hargrave, not Hargraves. We're going to work on that. I called him, him Vernon Hargraves the other day, and it's like, fuck. Like, That's the cornerback from uh, that was drafted to Tampa Bay. Um, people still call sports radio and say Alshon Jeffries. It just drives me insane. Why can't the city of Philadelphia pronounce last names correctly? How do you feel about the over and the under in the game being 44 and a half? Um, I That's think if the low, Eagles win, the over will hit if the Eagles win. I love the Eagles money line. What is the it's, money line? Minus 107. It's going to be a, it's going to be at a pick 'em. It's not going to get any higher than 
uh, minus one plus one for either side. Just do the money line. You're only giving up four four points on the juice. Just just minus one of seven, and then pair it with plus two hundred Giants over the Bears money line. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Um, Mr. Trubisky. Mr. Trubisky did not have as good of a game as you want to think that comeback was. No, absolutely not. Um, Let me tell you something. If you're reading the lines, though, this is a stone-cold Rams win. Like, favorite on the road. Bet was – I mean, although – a pretty good point the other day. Someone said the public money is what's moved it. You know, the sharp money isn't in yet. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just me repeating what was being said on the uh, the radio. So – I say we we're, we just stay sharp, and we wait till Sunday at kickoff and look at this line, because well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I told you. Know. I feel like it might get to two and a half at some point, because the two sharp line not in Either either way, yeah, I think they might get two and a half, and at that point, I think I like the Eagles. I promise you that this will be sharps on the Eagles. If it goes up to two and a half, I think then the sharps come back on the Rams. And this is just us talking out of our asses. We don't know what Sharps and public money is going to do. But I always I, – I am doing it for this season. I know Van Pelt did it one year, and he just bet against the public. He bet against the public money, and he ended up having a pretty good year. So that's what I'm yeah, doing Yeah, I feel like that's the correct – because the, everyone and their mother bets now. So the public's a bunch of morons. Um, oddly enough, there's no points bet line on this, so this. And so a uh, little couple shout-outs there for the people we use to get the research on this. Um but if if anything works, I mean Miles Sanders being back's huge. You have you bring back the short passing game, which hopefully they utilize correctly. And then you know adding in Derek Barnett, people are kind of hot and cold on him, but that's just another you know it's another bullet in the chamber essentially for the pass rush. And if Hargrave plays, that's that's optimal. Um, listen, if you with the way the defensive backfield played, I mean it's kind of really hard to look at the Eagles' defense and be that upset when they only. They never got a full field to work against. If the offense is managed correctly and we can find a little bit of a running game, I like the Eagles' defense against the the Rams' offense. Uh, Jared Goff's not anything special. They have a bunch of guys who aren't going to beat you deep. It's all going to be underneath. And I think we have sure tacklers in the backfield, in the defensive backfield. Slay played really well against um, Terry McLaurin. He didn't let him get over the top. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods aren't going to beat you deep. Like this, this, this matchup, offense, defense-wise, Eagles, Rams. Or the Eagles' defense, that is, it, it, it lends well to the Eagles. Now, if you flip it around, it's tough because you saw such a bad offensive line and a zero-sum running game. But if Carson just makes two better decisions in that game, it goes a lot different. I don't think Carson has a bad game again. I like the Eagles in this game. I really do. And this isn't a fandom thing. I just, I just think they're a better team than what we saw on Sunday. It's the, it's the ultimate – I guess a get right game is what you would call it, but it's the ultimate like somebody just watching the Rams beat the Cowboys and somebody watching the Eagles um, get defeated by the Washington football team. And automatically you're going to be like, oh, of course, the Rams. Like I could just see it in a pick and pull right now if I was like 10 years ago just being like, oh, the Rams are going to kill them because that's what I saw. Survivor pool getting broken this weekend taking the Rams. I agree. I, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, so I mean – Listen, they have the best interior lineman and they had the best cornerback in the league, and that's scary. But you could tack the middle of the defense. I think there's going to be a lot of quick throws a la like Tom Brady on the Patriots last year where he was getting – I think he's getting the ball out of like 2.6, 2.4. Like a lot of off-tackle runs. I don't know what I'm saying, but I just looked it up right before this podcast. 
um, just away from Aaron Donald. I just wanted to sound kind of smart. Yeah, not to cut you off though, but if you look at if you look at week one back to what the Chiefs did, the Chiefs came out against Houston knowing that they have a pass rush. I mean, if you look at the statistics from Pat Mahomes that game, you're like, man, it's not that great. I think it was like two thirty five, two touchdown passes, but the ball came out so quick and they got yacked. They also ran the ball. This is a very similar way to beat the Rams. I think it makes a lot of sense. And the problem is, it makes a lot of sense to go with the quick passing game and really really try and get Miles Sanders, Corey Clement, and Boston Scott going early. You got to establish that run game. Um, you got to get the big uglies going forward. That's the way to get to set your offensive line in. That's what they want to pass. They want to run block. That's what offensive linemen want to do. Um, but it, it all it all just comes back to me saying that, you know, Carson has to make the right decisions with the ball. I've watched, I've watched that Eagles game three or four times now. That second half was atrocious. He was terrible. And he we, he just can't do that. He can't do that, and we have he has to make veteran NFL quarterback throws. This is his fifth year. He we can't be sitting here arguing. Is is he too athletic to get rid of the ball? He's got to get rid of the ball. Simply, he's got to get the ball out. Or he's going to get sacks and he's going to get hurt. And we're always going to have this stupid question where Joe Gillio can be like, "Well, Nick Foles got the ball out." That simply they need to get the ball out, or they need to start moving him outside the pocket. They need to be more creative. It's a lot on Doug this week, too. Carson Wentz has never officially beaten the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, he, he didn't did. Finish that, he I didn't finish that, that game. Win. I gave that win to him because he threw a touchdown pass on a, on a torn ACL. Yeah, but Nick Foles had to finish it. It doesn't matter. I still give the win to Wentz. I will be worried on Sunday, but right now I'm just talking to myself into it like I do every week. But I 100% just talked myself into it. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. This is what everybody in Philadelphia does. I mean, the sky was falling from Monday through Wednesday. Let's say a little bit of Thursday, too. Then you get the Friday. You get the Saturday. Then Sunday rolls around. You make the uh, the pizza order, and you're like, all right, birds by birds by 30. Yep, we all we got, we all we need. Jason, five seconds. Prediction. Score. Not liking the odds. I don't think we'll be able to handle our Donald. 23-21. Rams. I thought you were literally going to just go on a tangent, so I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. Uh, good job there. Um, so, so, so basically, Jason is is pushing on the uh, on the over under. All right. So uh, I guess that it takes us to the uh, the old betting wheel, huh? Before we get into the Water Boys Fun Wheel, we have an ad read by our executive producer John Barcher from our partners at PointsBet. Spin that wheel. All right. Before we get into this segment, wanted to talk to you about some really big news. The Water Boys have partnered with PointsBet. It is the fastest growing sports book in the world. Sign up today and use the promo code WaterBoys. That's W O O D E R Boys to sign up now and get free money to bet with up to 250 bucks that means a 50 dollar deposit gets you 100 bucks in credits 150 gets you 300 250 to 500 you get it it's math is tough just put it in there and there'll be extra money for you to bet on it's free money Take it and put it on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl 55 or the Phillies to win the World Series. Once again, that's promo code WATERBOYS, W-O-O-D-E-R, BOYS. And you can find that link in the description of this podcast episode. This offer currently only applies to new customers and is only available in New Jersey. I I have named it the WATERBOYS Fun Wheel. It's literally just a wheel. It's a digital wheel. I didn't waste paper because I love the environment. Shout out Dave Matthews Band. Um, So on here is... All the divisions, so if it lands on a division, you have to take whatever the bet is of a team in that division. And then there's a couple wild cards in here. Um, there's one that just says Dallas sucks, where you have to take 
Dallas, even though it sucks. So you have to take Dallas. Um, one pick is you got to just ride with PJ. So whatever PJ picks, you have to take the same choice, which is right now really is a punishment because he's kind of killing it on the pick of the day. You have to pick a team that Ryan Fitzpatrick once played for or is currently playing for. So someone please pull up all of Ryan Fitzpatrick's past teams. And the only one on here that's kind of a tough one is you got to wear a dress on the next podcast. You don't get the pick and you have to wear a dress. I don't have tits for a dress, but hey. I have a romper. I'm just kidding, but I'll wear a you romper. Yeah, something feminine. We'll say that. We're just going to keep it with dress. So we'll start with PJ. We'll start with our over. We'll go over, under, and then we'll go against the spread, and that'll be it. We'll take. We'll each spin it three times. Work for everybody? All right, PJ, here we go. And the wind is – we're spinning the wheel. All right, PJ got ride with PJ, so we're going to spin again. NFC West, PJ. Pick a, may I pick a over from the NFC West? All right. I'm finding NFC West teams on pointsbet.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are all awful. If I had to pick one, if I'll pick one out of those. Well, I'll, go, I'll go Arizona and Washington over 46 and a half. I like the way Kyler Murray and the offense are playing, and Washington will get a couple. I don't believe in that defense 100%. That is the best chance to go over 46 and a half. I like gotcha. It. All right, Pete. All right. Now we're on the Kyle. All right. We're spinning. We're spinning. Kyle gets AFC West. Ooh, AFC West. All right. I like this Chargers game. This Chargers KC game, only 47. I'm thinking Kansas City hangs a bunch on him. I just need the Chargers probably to score around 10. So over 47 for me is Chiefs Chargers. So now it's my turn. Let me get back. We got a lot of tabs open here. We're spinning. I'm going to get the stupid dress thing. Fuck. Yeah. All right. I'm riding with PJ. PJ, what's our pick? Over 46 and a half Arizona Cardinals Washington football team. Love it. All right, uh, PJ. PJ, write these down. Yeah, PJ, write, PJ, write these down. I'm writing them down. Okay. I don't I don't believe that. You're not on camera. I'm finding paper. Fine. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right. You, are you writing them down? Yeah, can you hear it? Yeah, I can write I can hear it. All right, we're, we're spinning again, Peach. Here we go. All right, Peach. We're going over we're going unders here. Unders. No one likes unders. Oh, Peach. You get the NFC West again. Over? Under. Under. <laughs> under. under. I'm losing it here. All right. 49ers, Jets. Both teams, 49ers struggle a little bit offensively, and the Jets have no one. 49ers will shut them down. All right, you're going that. with the under. Okay, I love that. All right, here we go, Kyle. NFC East, NFC East, NFC East. Oh, no. Kyle, this is actually kind of a win for you. It's You got the Dallas sucks. You have to take the Dallas game under. Oh, that's what I wanted. I wanted that. I wanted the Falcons-Dallas under. I love that. Oh, look at you. Well, why don't we be professional and say the line? 54. Sorry, under 54. Perfect. Um, I love it. It's that's an ultimate. Like, you just think there's going to be a shootout, and it ends up being seventeen ten, and you're like, "Wow, this game honestly sucked." It might be now. It's a one o'clock game. I was going to say it might be the uh, four o'clock game, yeah. but it's not. So, sounds like you're a sharp. It. Sounds sharp on this one. All right, here we go. Yeah. All right, I'm also taking the Dallas under. All right. Got, did you get uh, did you get Dallas sucks? Dallas, I got Dallas sucks. Okay, I'm really right. scared to wear a dress. I don't want to wear a dress either. Yeah. I think I'd look pretty in one. I don't have the tits for a dress. We can make that work. Uh, we'll get like we'll get like limes or something for you. All right, Peach, we're going now this is just straight up against the spread here. Ready? Uh-huh. 
PJ gets the AFC West this time. PJ loves the West Coast. Give me the Chiefs minus eight and a half. Wow. Okay, you write those down. Uh, We're not giving you anything. You got to write it down. Got it. All right, here we go, Kyle. Straight up against the spread. What do we got? NFC East, you were one away from the dress, my friend. (laughs) The dress is coming next round. I can feel it. Um, We have the next round. I think we're done after this round. I think we survived. Oh, good. Giants plus five and a half, minus 110. Take it to the bank. Mitch Trubisky stinks. Don't let the three touchdown comeback fool you. Gotcha. All right. This is the last spin of the day. How much? Who who thinks we get the dress? Here we go. Fitzpatrick. I hope we get Fitzpatrick, too. Nope. Your boy's wearing a dress. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Writing down Gary wearing a dress. Yeah, I'm going to have to wear a dress for the next podcast. Well, Gary, would so, you like to give your pick? Uh, yeah, Eagles plus one. Um, <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll wear the dress next time we do the betting wheel. So next Thursday. Next Thursday's pod, your boy's in a dress. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough look. Um, I really wish uh, we had like video of the wheel because like it could easily sound like I'm lying. I'm not lying. I'm gonna. If you picked wear a dress, what you do in your off days is between you and God. It's fine. Um, PJ, why don't you get our picks back there, bud? All right, we're reading the picks back. Here we go. Gary and I have the over in the Arizona and Washington football game. I believe it's forty-six and a half. Kyle has the over in the Chargers Kansas City game. Uh, I have the under in the San Francisco and Jets game. Uh, and then Kyla and Gary have the under in the Dallas Falcons game. Uh, my best spread is the Kansas City minus eight and a half. Uh, Kyle's is Giants plus five and a half. And then Gary has Eagles plus one, but also has to wear a dress on the next pod. And since I'm wearing a dress, I'm going to make a shameless plug here. Hey, shout out uh, Newport Vineyards. This cab, Frank, full bodied red, nice and dry, very good. In Newport, Rhode Island, we'll tag them in the pot at some point. They don't pay for this. It's just very good wine. That That's what made you think about it when you were wearing a dress? Or are you just going to be that fucked up when you have to wear this dress next Thursday? Oh, no, I'll wear the dress. I'm going to wear the hell out of this dress. Oh, I know you are. Okay, well, football's not the only thing happening this week, and we have a major golf tournament going on, the U.S. Open. Ever heard of it? Let's bring on our newest writer for the Waterboys, Max Kleiner, to go over this weekend's U.S. Open. All right, we're going to welcome on our the newest blogger to the Waterboys uh, is my brother-in-law, Max Kleiner. He is not a gambling savant from Kensington, Philadelphia. He's actually from Queens, New York. Um, so Max wrote a nice little blog for us. Um, Very detailed. Probably, probably the most detailed blog we've ever had on the website. And probably, <laughs> definitely the one that had to be least amount of edited to it. So welcome on, Max. Hey, good to be here, boys. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling after the first day? Uh, I'm okay. I'm good. I've, yeah. I've, got, I've got sort of different bets and different sort of investments and different guys in various different pools. Um, Your long shots have been performing very valiantly. Good start for the long shots. Uh, Todd shot two under, totally solid. 80 to one? Yep. He's – look – he, the average golfer probably just isn't going to know his name. He, he, he's won twice already on tour, way back. Like, the season starts in the fall. He won two tournaments in a row. And he, look, he hits fairways. And, and you got to do that at the U.S. Open. He's in play. He hits fairways. He putts. He scrambles. Um, will he, look, he's a long shot. 
going to be tough for him to hold on for the whole time. But um, he, he does check off some of the boxes. What happened to DJ? What happened to Dustin Johnson? It looks like you were pretty invested heavily. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm not pleased. So um, I watched most of his round today. He was just off. I mean, he hit. He did not hit a ton of good shots. And he putted horribly. And he didn't really get up and down. He missed the green. It was just like, look, he, he he's Dustin Johnson. Like, a, like, most guys might look at an opening round 73 at the U.S. Open and be like, okay, like, not amazing, but I'm in play. With him, you're kind of like, that's a rough start. It wasn't pretty. Um, but, you know, he could also shoot 64 tomorrow, and he's right there. Like, he's a freak. I think his putting is is problematic here. Those The greens are brutal, and you could tell he was pretty tentative. Spending Him and his caddy were spending a lot of time trying to read the putts. Um, he left a good amount of putts short. He was tentative, no doubt. Now, he's and, a notoriously slow player, correct? Uh, n- yes and no. He's actually crazy fast tee to green. Like, other Got dude it. makes contact. He's over the ball. He's ready to go. He slows up on the greens because he's just not. As, he's just not as comfortable. So here's my frustration with the U.S. Open. I mean, Kyle and I have actually had this conversation before. I actually think the U.S. Open is my favorite of the majors, just because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be absurd. Over the last few years, the course has definitely not eaten golfers alive like it was supposed to. I mean, I was reading that they thought plus three was going to be a cumulative total winning score this week of how hard the course was playing. We have a guy go post minus five like there's no issue in Justin Thomas. Is it the fact that the course essentially would have to be a mini golf course at this point for for them to not score? Is that just how good the golfers are now, or is it the course hasn't been up far lately? So a couple things. The USGA has a has a history and and i think you know depending on who you ask but certainly regarding the players a checkered history of losing losing the golf course meaning they let it get too dry um you know it gets like brutally tough and it's kind of you know uh, it brings a lot of luck into play the guys can't hold the greens the ball's going all bouncing all over the place and so there's 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 usually sort of like a push and pull between walking the line be making it hard but fair and unfair and too difficult and what you saw at shinnecock a couple of years ago was i think a little bit over the edge in terms of dry um you know unfair bounces with what you sort of don't like to see and this the, the winning score was over par uh, last year at pebble the wind didn't blow the course was soft gary woodland you know they were under par that's my boy you know, it's your boy um here's what's gonna happen this week you gotta remember too. U.S. Opens usually in the summer. It's it's September now. So having said that, they I believe what they basically do is they cut the rough uh, on like Wednesday. They're not gonna cut. They're probably not gonna cut the rough the rest of the re- the rest of the, the week. And so, there's no fans to to stamp down the rough. I saw you that huge. in you, which was a great that I made fun of you about the freshman. That is true. That was great analysis. I gotta say. Yeah. No, it's look. It's a big deal. Um, if if you look at you know look if you look at Phil Mickelson back in 06, uh, his tee shot ends up way left, trampled down grass where the fans were. He inevitably made a mess anyway, but, you know, more times, you know, now that's not even a shot. I mean, he's probably chipping out. Um, so they, they're going to let the grass grow. They're not going to water much. The course is going to dry out. It's only going to get harder. So it's a long-winded uh, way of saying, Gary, they are going – it's getting harder every day. This is going to be the easiest round they have. You're, you're going to see – more and more scores around par as we go. And then on Sunday, it's going to be holding on for dear life. 
just because they're at 500 now, don't think that winning score can't come backwards. It can. It's interesting too because I was watching the documentary about the grounds crew today, and they were saying, you know, it's it was a big deal that you know they planned a lot of their groundskeeping to be playing in June. So they said like having to push it all back, allow people to continue to play it and then be ready to go in the fall. They said it just biologically or however, whatever word they use landscape golf guys use, it was much harder to kind of create a U.S. open look because I think they said at 55 degrees, the grass is very happy and it's going to soften the course up. So it's, it is interesting. I mean, there's a lot going into it and, you know, it's one of those things where I, I just I just want to root for chaos, especially in the U.S. Yeah. Open. That's what I want to see. And we kind of saw it today when Zach Johnson beat it with that, you know, with literally the lollipop putt that went all the way up and around. And then you have Patrick Reed just dunking hole-in-ones on, what was that, on the fourth yeah. hole? Uh, I think it's seven. Seventh, okay. Yeah. But it's also like now I kind of have chaos because no one wants to watch Patrick Reed succeed. Correct. Yeah, look, you're not you're probably not going to get the usual browning and and really dry stuff that you get in the summer, but y- it'll get tough. I think by by week's end we'll be sitting here saying like that was solid. Like I got my fair share of chaos. Saw my double bogeys, saw my blow-ups, um you know, short putts missed, all the good stuff. I think we'll get some of that as the week goes on. But so, it looks green and beautiful, you, you know. Uh, on the flip side, you get like a gorgeous course on TV. It does. So Phil shot a nine over. So I guess that guy who plays forty five thousand dollars on him will not be recouping that. Tough. Look, insane bet, and unfortunately, it's not going to work out. Let's talk about our boy because we're already into golf this far. Might as well talk about him. Where do you do you think Tiger makes the cut? Does he have any chance at winning this thing? Where do you see what happened with Tiger? Uh, it's tough. I mean, look, it, it's hard to ever count him out. Do I think he's going to win? Probably not. I think he can make the cut. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm guessing the cut, like he's probably right around the cut line. I got to see. Let me just he's plus up. three. He's right there. So, so there's basically, if it's, if they're still doing it, I'm sure they are top 70 usually is the cut line. And so he's right there. Um, you know, usually these guys will all move back. If look, if he shoots even par one over, even probably two over, he'll probably make the cut, Mm. um, which is doable. I mean, look, he grinds, he's, he's just so mentally good. Even when he's off, like, you know, he'll, he'll go out there and he'll just grind out around. And, and I don't, I just don't think his game is there to where he's able to win. Can he make the cut? Sure. Here's a non U S open related question. What the fuck happened to Jason day? Oh my God! Let me let me tell you something. About Don't even, all right. Before Max answered, Max is a very emotional golf watcher. I've watched a lot of golf with Max. Max Max might be the biggest PGA fan I've ever met. The guy just loves the yeah, PGA. Love love it. And look, you know, I love watching. You know, I've been playing my whole life, so I love playing. But you know, I also have some 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 bets out there, some teams, some pools, all that stuff. So I have rooting interest. Here's my season with Jason Day. We picked him at the Arnold Palmer. He withdrew. I picked, <laughs> I picked him at the. Tough look. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. After the restart, he after the restart, he comes in with I think four top tens, finishes like second at the PGA. You're like, all right, he's back. He's good. 
pick them at the first playoff event. In, in this pool I'm in, you get a wild card, so their money counts double. Pick them, boom, missed the cut. <laughs> he's just, I think he's like, stops. I, you know, I, what, I, what I wrote was this. Uh, I'm comfortable watching him play a f- two rounds, see where he's at going into Saturday. And if he's around, then he's interesting. He has the game. Like he's he, he when he's on, he is a top player in the world. He 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 and his short game is outstanding. For for someone who hits the ball like he does, his short game's terrific. So if he's if he's you know, if he's top fifteen, if he's top twenty, if he's in range going into the weekend, then there's something there. Um but I you know, every time I touch this guy it's like a disaster. So Are we not my, allowed to chalk it up to vertigo anymore? I thought that was the excuse forever. Well, uh, there's a there's a legion of, of of golf Twitter that give that is <laughs> you know that's pretty good and hard on him with his health concerns. There's there's always something. Let's put it that way. There is always something going on with Jason Day. And it didn't stop Roy Williams from winning the national championship, so I don't think it should stop Jason Day from winning the major. Uh, yeah, it, that's why it's so tough with him. Like you don't know what's going on. Uh, like he, he, he finishes second at the PJ next next week. He's like bedridden and can't get out of bed with a bad back okay cool <laughs> i feel like he was number one in the world and people were talking about him being the new tiger and he hasn't done he, he, him and jordan spieth what a fall from grace are you a, are you a dechambeau guy um because i will say that i think he is the biggest douchebag in the world and i hope he gets popped for steroids yeah so look <laughs> he i kind of love bryson now <laughs> well he i mean obviously he's polarizing but personality wise he there's something not right there. Like, <laughs> he's definitely off. There, there's just yeah, no debate. There's something wrong with it with him. I don't know what the <laughs> hell him and is. Trevor Bauer in a room together. <laughs> I look, I, 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 you guys, if you don't have a chance to look at that 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 link I posted about the dog at the BMW, yes, this was freaking bizarre, like bizarre. And he's you know, kind of he's, the cameraman too. It was like yeah, it's ridiculous. He, he was arguing it. something with a fence too. It's like, and they—I remember the rules guy was like, "Man, it's a fence. I, I can't move the fence." <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was like, uh, and he was know, upset with that answer. It's like I can't he move was. the fence, man. Uh, he's got st- something going on, personality-wise. Now, aside from that, I do think he's—I I think there's a lot of good with him. I think he, you know, is sort of—I think he's an innovator when it comes to the game. He—he's. He's, he tries a lot of new things. He's found success with a lot of new things. Um, you know, he's, he's, good, all, he's good for the game because, like, if we're talking about him, yeah, good for the game. Oh yeah. Oh, he's a first of all, he's a content machine, mm-hmm. absolute content machine. But like, you know, I think generally with golf, like, it's it's you know, it's an old like, look, it's an old game. It's you know, for most of its time, it's an elitist game, um, not always the coolest game. And uh, you know, he comes around and he's got irons that are all the same length which is no one does that. He's the first one to do that. He won the U.S. Amateur, came out on tour, won, won a few tournaments. Then he's like, I need to get bigger because I want to I hit the ball as far as I humanly can because I think that's the best way I'm going to play. So he spends all of this season getting fucking jacked. It comes out like... He's not that jacked. He's jacked. Like He's definitely bigger, but he doesn't look jacked. He's like your oh, friend with like really puffy nipples. Doing a steroid cycle and might have missed a cycle, but yeah, he's definitely like bigger. He couldn't have gotten any really skinnier. Yeah, and and he came out like white hot, like was just like mm-hmm. dunking on everyone. And he won one tournament. And he's, I mean, he's look, you can't knock that. And actually, 
I, what I found is when players are asked about him, I have not heard a player say anything bad about him. Except for wise. Yeah, no, Brooks shits on him. Brooks, Brooks, <laughs> Brooks just never misses an opportunity. But um, when you when you're talking like strictly golf, um, I, I found that like a lot of the players are you know sort of applaud what he's doing, and and I, I do too to to a certain extent. I think it's good to have people who think about the game differently, try new things, find success, show different people that there's different ways to play. Um, I do re- I respect that. I just think his personality is just awful. <laughs> what's this? Um, what's this Brooks DJ beef? I never even knew there was one, but I kind of, I kind of like you it. Didn't, I, dude, you dude, didn't wait. I think no one, one guy doesn't give a fuck about the, like practicing or anything. The other guy loves cocaine and hookers. Like that's the greatest. Like allegedly. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's allegedly anymore. He got kicked off the tour for like four months. Let's all just go ahead and say that DJ wins because of his wife. I mean, come on. Brooks has got a supermodel girlfriend. Uh, Paulina. I, Paulina, definitely. Yeah, Paulina. She's getting up there in age, all right? There's, listen, there's one woman that can trump uh, Paulina, and that's Sloan from Entourage. If she shows up on, if she slows up on, shows up on the 18th hole, you win. Yeah, just like, I mean, like all like women from your early like 2000s ones. Yeah. Okay. You want to look at my Carmen Electra magazines as well? <laughs> my Pam Anderson <laughs> blow up doll is awesome. Uh, sorry, like, totally derailed this question. What's up no, with no. DJ? Well, I was going to say, the funny part is, like, every time I've had this conversation with, like, any other group of, like, friends, it immediately goes right to, like, Pauline versus Jenna. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. She's a great one. She's just, hot daughter. Like, first of all, that's that's where it starts. No, but, I mean, look, apparently they were boys, and, like, they were best buds. They worked out together, and, like, everyone's like, all right, cool. And then, so, final round, PGA. Uh... DJ's leading. I, I think he's at nine under. Brooks is at seven under. Brooks is like two back uh, going into the final round. And they're interviewing Brooks. And he goes, I forget what the question was. He basically goes, like, I'm looking at the leaderboard. And, you know, there's a bunch of young guys who, who've never won a major. And, you know, the only guy I'm sort of looking at is DJ. And he only has one. Like, just fires a shot right at DJ. And then... <clears throat> And then I, I think they like asked him like, "Are you guys friends?" And he's like, "Nah, not really. Like, we're not that close. Like, just straight up out of left field. Like, not that close." Everybody's like, "What?" I, here's what I here's my take. I kind of love my it. Take. Oh yeah, but but he, to, to just close the loop, Brooks shoots like seventy. He like drops a million spots on Sunday. He plays he's had like the second worst round of the tournament, and. Uh, DJ didn't end up winning, which I think is worth noting. That is that is notable. Um, still only has one major. Uh, but I think Brooks has a little of MJ in him. And, you know, when they talk about MJ, how he used to, like, create sort of controversies or rivalries right. that didn't exist just to, like, get himself psyched up. I think Brooks does that because, like, he, like, every once in a while he just comes out of left field with, like, a haymaker on some, like, but like other dude who has no idea it's coming. You're like, whoa. He he definitely dude. he definitely had to trick himself into like DJ fucking his girlfriend. Like there's no doubt because like yeah. DJ's got a history that's just like yo probably fuck mine too. But I don't know about it. But I'll find out one day. So I got one question left for you. Then I have a compliment for you. Um, okay. When it's all said and done, who wins this week at the U.S. Open? Since we got way off track there. Uh, Rom is my guy. Okay. Uh, I'm big on Rom. I think. He's, you can he's give really, 
Rom's definitely my first choice. Like he is the total package. He has become like he's always been good. He's become very good and Spaniard. Oh, he's the best. Just curses on the hot mics. Well, he, so here's the thing. I, he, you know, the knock on him was he just got too pissed off all the time and kind of took himself out of out of the tournaments, especially the majors because they were tougher when he would mess up. And he's definitely gotten a lot better at that. And now I think he's just. He's just a rocket ship, man. Like he's he's gonna start knocking him off. I mean, the two tournaments he won this year were like U.S. Open lights. Like he's legit. Um, Do we get a Justin Thomas collapse? I hope so. I love uh, Justin Thomas collapsing. He's I hope somebody else. He's a, he's, he's the epitome epitome of a of a country club kid. Um, so he kicked that guy out of the tournament for selling the ball in the bunker. Get over <laughs> yourself, What a loser! What a loser well, move. I'm going to defend him for a minute. I actually, uh, well, here's the thing. I think, I believe what they said was the guy was actually heckling Luke List, who he was playing with and playing against, and was like doing it for a couple holes and, and threw him out because of that. That doesn't fit our narrative, though. I know. Yeah, I know. I, was gonna say, I like my story better. <laughs> I could be wrong. It could be fake news on my part. Could be. <laughs> um, who knows? Yeah, dude, JT can definitely win. I mean, he played awesome today. And, you know, look, it might be that that's the best we get out of him and he's sort of like fades off. But, I mean, look, he's an elite player. He's the top three player in the world. He's He can absolutely win. No question. He, he is good at every single phase of the game, which is really annoying. Like, he's good off the tee. He's good in the middle of the fairway. He's good at his wedges and he putts well. Like, he's he is like. Oh, yeah. He's an elite player. He's, that's what he is. He, he He's actually fun to watch. If you play golf, he's fun to watch because. He, what does he hit? He hits that two iron shot all the time too, which is always one of my favorite things to say. He's yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, and I think one thing to sort of, if I can kind of like, you know, keep an eye out for this, if you're watching type thing is he's gotten very good over the years with his wedge play. Um, mm-hmm. And that's big at a U.S. open and it's, it's big, you know, look, he's going to have a couple of wedge shots in, you know, for, for, for birdie putts, but He's gonna have to. Everybody, all these guys, they got to chip out. They got to scramble. They hit a wayward drive. They're not on the green, and they have these like hundred yard shots in for their third, sixty yard shots in. You know, and he's gotten very, very good at those, and that is huge over time in, in a tournament like this. You, they, everybody's gonna have them, and that's why one of the stats I called out was like relative to par inside one twenty five, and you know those are the types of shots that like you got to scramble and you have to like pull a par out of your ass when you're your way out of play doing that. So he's the real deal. Would it shock me? No, I, I thought he was a little bit too inaccurate off the tee and we'll find out, but uh, he was great today. All right. Well, I guarantee no podcast will have a more in depth us open talk than we just had. Um, Max, uh, it is hard to come. It is hard to record for the first time. You killed it. It was great. Yeah, Max, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah. Go check this out, Max. Plug your Twitter at Max Kleiner, M A X X K L E I N E R. Two X's. Yeah. That is correct. Major distinguishment. Are, is it on your birth certificate, Max? Yeah. Two X's. Damn. Yeah. So that's you're you're legit, Max. You're not just like oh, some. Uh, you're not some like just like California teen that's like I'm Max with two X's or, or porn star Max with like three X's. No, no, it's it's, yeah. a, it's totally legit. Yeah, it's real. It's not that's a stage awesome. name. All right. Well, that's the podcast. Uh, go follow Max. Go follow Gary. Go follow myself. Even go follow PJ. Um, and then yeah. subscribe, rate, comment. Thank you for everybody who's listened so far. 
And uh, good luck on the U.S. Open. Go Birds. Go Birds. The Winter Boys podcast was created and hosted by Gary Lay and Kyle Pagan with contributions from Jason Green, executive producer John Barchard, and our theme song is Telescope by the Pine Bands.